We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We've established an audio medium where people are scared to talk. Let's all give Nick Saban three fingers. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Sergey Bobka. Ground beef. Mark Hockman. That's my top category on you porn. McRib dunking. So was Argentina close to Germany? <laughs> Meow. Channing Crowder. I set my house on fire at eight years old. That's why I got the butt foot. I know how to barbecue. I like my coals hot. You set yourself up as an idiot, you can be an idiot. Alejandro Solana. Hawk, when you mispronounce something... It- that is better than sex for me. Sports. If I say a duck and pull a truck, uh-huh. Hook them up. To what? To the truck. Shout out to Stringsheet. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands up in the air if you're a true player. More sports. Man, you 40 years old, Jimmy. Put your meat on the table. Let them know. Where mama at? Boston, we're coming for that ass. The most sports. Who's bigger, Taylor Swift or Pusha T? The Hawkman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. I am a big proponent of Jimmy choosing the music on this show, but that's a rough start, Jimmy, for a Thursday. That is a rough start. There's more where that came from. (laughs) La bouche to get you rolling on a Tuesday, on a Thursday, excuse me. You got me so rattled (laughs) With this song, I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know what's going on. I'm gonna call this strike one, Jimmy. Keep it coming, Jimmy. <laughs> I got more Dead Mouth Five in the holster, baby. <laughs> Solana's looking for song like he's on Apple Music, like songs like La Bouche, <laughs> and then just keep that genre coming. Solana will be in charge of the music before the show is out. Crowder is on his way. He's caught in the uh, weather and the traffic. He'll be here in 15 or 20 minutes. Football without Nick Saban and without Bill Belichick. This is a new era of football that we are entering now. Um, I, I do. I, I will say this. You know, many football fan bases dislike Coach Saban the way Kobe or MJ were disliked, which was... They're so good. You understood how great they were. You hated on them, but you appreciated them. Um, I think the Miami fan base disliked Nick Saban in a completely different way. And I can acknowledge he might be the greatest college football coach of all time. But Dolphins fans, me included, we were sold this bill of goods on Nick Saban. And then... Not only did he lie to us, I feel like he disrespected us. I feel like Nick Saban never respected the Dolphins, the Dolphins fan base, the way that we respected the team and him. And again, I have personal interactions with, um, you know, I was with uh, 
It was uh, seven ninety the ticket. We had the coaches show. We used to do a, a show every week with Nick Saban at Gatsby's in Davie. And uh, I just never particularly liked the guy as a person. And certainly as a Dolphins head coach, wasn't anything special. 15 and 17 overall record. And maybe made the worst decision in Dolphins franchise history. Whether it was his decision, a medical decision, you're the head coach, you're the guy ultimately in charge. So, you know, it, it's it's a weird, there's a weird thing I'm watching right now that's uh, Bob Kraft speaking to the assembled New England media. So Belichick out of the, well, I shouldn't say out of the NFL because he wants to coach still. Out of the New England Patriots organization, Nick Saban done at Alabama. This is, I'm telling you, uncharted territory when it comes to watching football. I mean, those are two stalwarts, just legends. And uh, I could see Nick Saban, you know, he did a lot of college game day. He's been a weekly guest on Pat McAfee. I think he will be a television guy. I cannot imagine Bill Belichick ever becoming any sort of television analyst. Kind of broke out of his shell, though, right? This past couple seasons. Who? Belichick. What? Kind of broke out of his shell a little, hot. Where? He did. Where? He, he did. He did a bunch of TV uh, over the past couple seasons. He um he was on one of those like documentaries as well about football. Yeah, but it was just NFL documenting Network. his life. Like it wasn't. I, he didn't break out of anything. I think he did. You uh, that, that, that's worse than Labouche. <laughs> Don't laugh, Jimmy. You're on thin ice. Hey, Hawk. actually, you're on thin ice. Laugh more, Jimmy. <laughs> Hawk, isn't it? Isn't it because he's gonna get another job, Belichick? Right? Yeah. Seems weird to me. It'll be a very Weird feeling when he does break Shula's record at some point. If he, if he if that's why he's gonna keep coaching. Well, how many how many wins away is he? I I don't think it's that many. Like 15, 14 maybe. I'll double check. But it's gonna feel weird. Like if he goes to Atlanta back to back seven and ten seasons. Well, didn't Emmett Smith didn't Emmett Smith break the rushing record with Arizona? Or am I misremembering that? Because I mean it happens. It happens. You stay in the league, you know, for a particular reason. But it is. Uh, it is wild, and a pro football season, Bill Belichick will not be on the sidelines for the New England Patriots, and Alabama, you will not see. I mean, both of them were notorious for surly press conferences and surly attitudes. Very uh, very different times here. He's 26 wins away. That's a lot of wins in the NFL, man. Like, that. that's... He's going to have to coach for a decent amount of time to get that, right? Even So if you had, what, what did you say, 26 wins away? Maybe not. Maybe that's not updated. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Shula, 347. Belichick, 333. Oh, okay. So 13, 14? 43 is 10, 14. 14 wins away. So yeah. at least two seasons. It's what I'm saying. Like two back-to-back seven-win seasons with the Falcons – they won't make the playoffs. Like it'll just feel weird. It'll feel what it's going to end up ultimately being, which is he's just going to latch on to another organization that'll take him, so he could break this record. It won't. It won't come the way it should feel with an all-time coaching wins record, which is playoff appearances, Super right. Bowl appearances. It'll just be 
hey, I'm doing the absolute bare minimum here to break a record. Well, I mean, I, I would argue that's probably not his only motivation. He loves coaching football. Be very interesting, though. You know, could could he sully could he sully a narrative about himself by hanging on too long? Happens all the time in sports, right? Could he sully a narrative about himself? He's arguably the greatest football coach, but even over the last couple of seasons, that's taken a knock. I saw a great meme. It was uh it was, you know, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban both on the way out, and it's like only one man could have accomplished this, and it was Mac Jones who had, uh, you know, he he had his hand in both of their demise. I saw that. He's th- the Thanos of <laughs> yeah, yeah, American football. Yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> it. Um, anyway, real different landscape for football. We'll talk about that today. Um, Dolphins, you got uh, a big one Saturday night. Dolphins announced their team awards. Did you see that? Tyreek Hill gets the Dan Marino Most Valuable Player. Mm-hmm. Alec Ingold, the Don Shula Leadership Award. Austin Jackson, Ed Block Courage Award. And Bradley Chubb, the Natmore Community Service Award. Yep. So, uh, cool there. We obviously have to talk extensively about Dolphins and Chiefs on Saturday night. Sir. The weather just seems to be getting more dangerous as it goes on, I mean, they are expecting record-setting low temperatures, and I just cannot figure out how in any way this would benefit the Dolphins. Um, is the line still four and a half? Lee, Lee Sterling is going to join us today. He usually joins us on Fridays. He's going to join us today. He's going to give us his pick for the Dolphins-Chiefs game. Is it still four and a half? I'm I saw it right this now. morning at four and a half. Yep, still four and a half. Yeah. Um, and then uh, – and you got to get uh, you got to get all this situated with all the coaching changes because there are a number of coaching vacancies in the NFL. So there's a lot to cover. John Michaels is going to join us today from 680 The Fan in Atlanta. Huge football fan. Always enjoy talking football with him. Lee Sterling, of course, is going to join us as I just mentioned. And Doug Plagan's going to join us today from the Amarant Bank Arena. Panthers tonight will be going for their ninth dub in a row. I mean, let's not get this lost in the crowd. Like, nine wins in a row on the line tonight for the Cats. We will talk with Doug Plagans about that. We continue on on this uh, radio station with the chance for you to win tickets to see Udonis Haslam's jersey retirement, which will be a big deal. It's a week from tomorrow. Halftime of the Hawks game, and you could be there in the Kaseya Center when it happens. If you want to win tickets, text the word Udonis to 20357. Today's word is Udonis. If you don't know how to spell it, that's on you. For all those seasons, you better know. Brother, you don't know how to spell Udonis? Get the hell out of South Florida. We'll kick you right out. We'll kick you right out. Yeah. Text the word Udonis or the name Udonis to 20357, and you could win. You can get more details at wqam.com. Let's begin here with headlines as Crowder makes his way to the show, and John Michaels will be joining us. Let's take a look at headlines here with Alejandro Solana. Loaded headlines today, Hawk. This sports update driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. I'll start with Belichick. 
and Nick Saban. So Belichick today, press conference. I know Robert Kraft is speaking to the media, but at 12, Belichick addressed the media. And I'll give you the TLDR, the too long didn't read. Uh, he says, always be a patriot. Thank the fan base and uh, and everybody who you know supported him over the 24 years. He's going to move on, looks forward to coming back to New England, and he's excited for the future. So he's telling you right there that he wants to keep coaching. Yeah, he's going to coach again. Then Robert Kraft, um, he said, Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, says he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And speaking to the media right now, I just saw Ben Volan tweet out that he was asked uh, about trading Bill Belichick. And he said, quote, I didn't think it was right for Tom Brady, and I don't think it's right for Bill. So they kind of let him leave on his own terms. All right. I mean, I say, you know, again, I don't love Bill Belichick. But there are certain guys. I thought Dwayne Wade was one of those guys. That's why I thought it was unfortunate that he kind of got forced to leave to Chicago. But I do believe there are certain guys, coaches as well, who have earned a place within an organization. Udonis. We're talking about Udonis. To go out on their terms. If Udonis wanted to play a 21st season, take up a 15th spot on the bench, that was up to him. He had earned that right. And I'm with that with uh, with Robert Kraft. Like, yeah, Bill Belichick, like, I'm going to try to get something in return. Like, if we're done here and we shake hands and we had one of the most incredible runs in the history of sport, good luck to you in wherever you're going. I, I am, you know, still a little shocked that, that Robert Kraft pulled the trigger on this, truthfully, because it's easy to say, hey, let's shake hands, let's move on. What a great run we had. We'll always look back on this with fond memories. But, Hawk, I mean, it's very simple for Belichick to go to Kraft and say, hey, you owe me this, you know? Like, truthfully, he could feel like he he is owed something for the run. that tw- 24 years, six Super Bowl championships, arguably the greatest dynasty in, in American sports history, right? I mean, I'm not saying it but is I'm, for I'm sure. But I'm agreeing with that. I think he is owed that. I'm I'm saying owed the chance to stay there and weather the storm. Oh, I, I think probably he might be owed that as well. But I think the last two seasons yeah. were that. And I think at that point, Robert Kraft can say, you know what? You're not doing anything for your legacy. Oh, I say Crowder just joined us on video. You're not doing anything for your legacy here at this point. We're not moving the Patriots forward in any appreciable way. And so I do think, and I know you're coming in there late, Crowder, but I was saying, like, if Bill Belichick said to Bob Kraft, hey, I want to stay, I don't want to go, is he owed that? I do kind of think he's owed that, but I think Robert Kraft, like, hey, it's probably best for all of us for you to move on at this point, even though you want to keep on coaching. So um, be weird, though, to watch the AFC East without him. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, oh, I love him to be gone because if they find a quarterback, it's going to be hell again. But two, the two points on this, and I was listening to y'all for a little bit, the Patriots are known to get rid of guys before they hit the wall. Like they would, they like Tom Brady. Tom Brady was still a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and they, you know, he went to Tampa and won another damn Super Bowl. So with the coaching decisions, like once you're set in those ways, I love that they went about it that, you know, approached it that way because this is what the Patriot way is. We're going to get rid of an Adelius Thomas early, a Teddy Bruschi early. Uh, you know, one, uh, like all they're all pro guys, they'll get rid of them because, hey, you're getting a little too old. We're not going to pay you for past performance. So 
Bill Belichick, we're not paying you for past performance. You're going downhill. This team isn't going to the playoffs. So they stuck with that, and I do like that. And to be honest, Belichick was embarrassing himself. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a win-win where it's like, hey, you know what? You've been the king of this area. Like, do you really want to be trotted out in front of the media every week and have to answer questions about – why you're gaining four yards in a, in a cloud of dust? Like, like, hey, let let's like let's let's end this while we can still say this was one of the greatest runs of all time, rather than you know saying, hey, they probably should have hung it up uh, a few seasons ago. Yeah, and I heard Dallas. Like, if Dallas doesn't go deep in the playoffs, if if Belichick takes over the Dallas roster, I think he can have a, a great run. You know, turn that around. McCarthy's not the guy. They just got rid of Kellen Moore, and we know what happened there. But, like, let him go out on a high point. Belichick's not coaching. He's not going – there was no – I'll put it this way. There was no chance Bill Belichick, as head coach and GM, was going to turn around the Patriot organization anytime soon. So he's just going to sit there and win four games a year for the next six years? That makes everybody look bad. Yep. Move on. You find somewhere with with already an established roster, already a playoff team. See if your coaching acumen, who I heard y'all say that too, he is the greatest coach in the history of football right now, and he's going to catch Shula if he does go to another team. But you're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing the organization. Go get an established roster and see if you can add to that and win another ring somewhere else. You know what? Kind of like what Tom Brady did. Mm-hmm. If Belichick goes to, to, to Washington or Dallas or Carolina or somewhere and wins another damn ring, it would just solidify him as the goat of coaching. All right, let's get the rest of the headlines because I do want to get to John Michaels here. I want to get his take on all these coaching changes. I thought uh, David Fiorones had the best tweet regarding Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's career with the Patriots will always be synonymous with the number six, the number of times he lost to Tua Tungabailoa and his many chances. <laughs> you know, Tua was 6-0 and against Belichick in games that he started. So. Owns him. Owns him. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, there were the six I, rings as well. Right? Yeah, six rings. You know what? I'll say it now because I know we're talking about Saban today too. Saban's not done coaching. Oh, I think he is. I don't think Belichick's don't, done coaching. I do think Saban. Why would Saban leave Alabama? I, I'm not. No, no. I think he might be done. Oh, you know what? Let me rephrase it. I don't think Saban's done with football. Okay. I think Saban's going to go. They're going to try to put him up there with Desmond Howard, and I'm name dropping now. That's why I was late. We were interviewing Desmond Howard. so He's definitely going to be on game day. I have gonna, no, no question. He's going to be on game day. He's going to get these TV jobs, and then his wife is going to get tired of his ass being at home <laughs> and annoying the hell out of her because he's going to annoy the hell out of her. They haven't been together multiple days in 30, 40 years. And I think Saban will go get a consulting job somewhere. Yeah, he he'll be he'll pressure. be Bill ba- Bill Parcells in the golf yes. cart driving around a facility somewhere. Hundred percent. That that's a hundred percent. Didn't didn't Spurrier do that at UF after he bounced yep. around? I, that Spurrier's the guy. He, right now there is a, a, a office in Gainesville. On the door it says "Old Ball Coach." Spurrier just hangs out there for three hours a day and then goes golfing, and they pay him a salary. If Spurrier can get that gig, I know Saban's going to get him a consulting gig at some big university, hang out, give people hell for three hours. I don't even know if he probably doesn't go. I don't know. I, you know what? Saban's going to have to figure out a, a hobby because I don't think he has he's any He's got a bunch of car dealerships. I think he's really into cars. I think he owns a bunch of car dealerships. Lame. But, 
That's not a hobby, though, Hawk. You can't hobby I mean, a car takes, dealership. It takes your time, though. Like, if you're looking for something to take up your time, you bounce around to your business interests. Just hang out, you know. I can't see Saban sitting in the parking lot trying to sell a 2008 Benz. I actually somebody. could. I could absolutely <laughs> see him trying to sell cars. I mean, who is he now, Jay Leno? Yeah, I could see him trying to sell cars. <laughs> Just, you know what? Well, crowded. And, 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 and his personality is not going to take him too far, so we're going to see about this media side. <laughs> Crowder, if, uh, if he does want a consulting gig, how about we draw a big, nice line from Miami, Key West to uh, Palm Beach, and he's not allowed down here. I don't want him anywhere near any of our uh, organizations. He's got FIU written all over him. Don't what? you dare. Don't you, you don't dare. Want, you don't want Nick Saban no. to help somebody with football? No. no. I don't want him anywhere a, near me. Mm. I think he lives genius. in Palm Beach, by the way. I think he has a house in Palm Beach. Oh, I'd move out of there if I were yeah. you. I know. I'm thinking about it. If they want to get Spurrier out of Gainesville and have Nick have the the same office Spurrier has, I would ch- sign off on it. Saban oh. is a football genius. Knock yourself out. He's a jackass. He is a jackass. <laughs> All right, I'll run through these quickly. The Heat did lose yesterday to Oklahoma City. Two separate 13-0 scoring runs by the Thunder in the second half. Heat somehow still had a chance. Tyler Hero said, Kobe, and uh, he bricked it. So the Heat <laughs> lost last night. <laughs> They get the magic tomorrow. Uh, Canes hoops, man, two straight losses for them in the ACC to lose to Louisville, eleven and four overall. What, what did uh, that uh, Darko Ryakovich say? We played it yesterday. Was it? I I am. It's it's a big crap. It's a complete crap. It's a complete crap. He uh, he's just been fined twenty five thousand dollars from the league. Well worth it. Yeah. For saying that. No, it was a much longer uh, diatribe that he went on about the uh, officiating. Was it a Lakers-Raptors game? Yeah, Lakers-Raptors. But I love that particular line. It's a complete crap. It's a complete crap. (laughs) Like, we'll turn the other cheek if it's an incomplete crap. But if it's a complete crap, I got to call it out. (laughs) It's a complete crap. Right. I was talking about the Dolphins' offense against the Bills. Oh, I did a whole bunch of these yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I missed my window. <laughs> it's all right, crowd. I got it in a hockey, baby. You just let me know. Ready to go. Fironis tweets out, three-quarters of the Dolphins' starting base secondary not seen at teams Thursday practice. Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, Deshaun Elliott not seen at practice today. We know uh, Javon Holland and Deshaun Elliott will be questionable per Mike McDaniel. Not sure about X, but probably not great news that he wasn't practicing today. Anybody who's dinged up, dealing with injuries, uh, you're not helped when you run out there and it's minus 30 degrees. <laughs> that does not help any any skeletal area of your body. A-Chan, Wilson, Mostert, get ready. I mean, this is someone, be the bo- someone's literally going to be frozen and they're going to be tackled and they're going to break into pieces. <laughs> Y'all know this game is about to be boring as hell Saturday night, right? Ooh, man. Panthers boring. Host, host the Kings tonight, 7 p.m. Your weather from the DeMesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them, 866-954-MORE. Youraccidentattorneys.com. Free consultations 24-7. Cloudy as hell, rainy as hell. Kind of cold, too. That's your yeah, weather. real crappy out. John Michaels is going to join us next from 680 The Fan in Atlanta. We'll do uh, a whole bunch of uh, football convo with him. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Final meal ever? 
I think I'm getting a double cheeseburger, ketchup and onions from Wendy's. I'm going to kick you in your leg. Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get the John Michaels here, Crowder. He always brings the fire. I was going to, when I was thinking about, like, how do I bring on John, I was going to say uh, we can talk some... Belichick and I want to I want to talk Dolphins but we can talk Belichick we can talk Saban and then I thought and then I can say because he's in Atlanta oh and we can talk Arthur Smith if you want to but I'm not going to mention Arthur Smith along with the names Belichick and Saban like that would be a, <laughs> be a disservice to everyone involved there We're, Belichick in Atlanta though Belichick in Atlanta that's true we can talk about Arthur Smith's replacement <laughs> but I am not going to mention the name Arthur no. Smith well next to those no, two names I- that man's wasting up all kind of talent in Atlanta. John Michaels, he's on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. John Michaels, he does mornings on 680 The Fan in Atlanta. Loves his Miami Hurricanes, as you know if you listen to this show. Grew up down here. Um, there is so much going on in the world of NFL and college football. I wanted to get your thoughts on some stuff. So I'm going to start with the Dolphins. All right, John? Mm-hmm. That'll work. Do you give them any chance on Saturday night in KC? Yes, a little bit. And the reason being, I think the weather actually, it's its not going to help Miami, of course. I mean, nobody, nobody wants to live or play in minus 10 degree wind chill ever. But if the game and it's really windy comes down to, okay, both, uh, both passing games end up being neutralized because the weather's so bad, ask yourself who can run the football better. And I trust Raheem Mostert, and I trust Jeff Wilson and Devonna Chan. I trust those guys. I think the Miami offensive line has gotten to where they can move some people around, as we saw in the first half last week against Buffalo. I don't trust, uh, trust Isaiah Pacheco or Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Jarek McKinnon. And I just don't think Kansas City's built that way. I'd almost rather it be like 60-mile-an-hour winds where we have to run the football and maybe our big defensive line uh, you know, with Brandon Seeler and, and obviously Christian Wilkins can hold up. Outside of that, if the weather uh, sets up where it's good to a shootout, I think the Dolphins are in trouble, and I think injuries are such a huge, huge part of it. And, and, John, with, uh, with the losses this year, you got the Bills, the Bills again, the Ravens, the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Eagles. Five of those losses were to the playoff teams, and that's what the Dolphins get killed about. We're like, yeah, you can beat up the Jets, but the Jets are nothing because Zach Wilson's terrible and we know, we know what's going on. But, like, does that, do, does, that, does, that, does that make you question this team going into the playoffs with they have not beaten a playoff-worthy team all season? Yeah, 100%, Channing. Um the narrative was out there for a long time in the early season, and I, and I tried to downplay it. Like, yeah, whatever. You lost the game to the Eagles early. You lost on the road in Buffalo. Uh, the Dallas win, you were starting to think, like, okay, maybe this is going to change the narrative. Last two weeks, you got your ass kicked. I mean, the Buffalo game, they went up and down the field. And even the, the staunchest Finn supporter would look and go, 
Josh Allen gave us a couple of gifts in the end zone. They got uh, the great play by Wilkins with the strip sack recovery. Uh, you had the, the play at the end of the first half where you tackle him a half yard short of the end zone. If they get touchdowns on two of those uh, drives, which most times they will, or they kick a couple of field goals and get a touchdown, that game's a blowout. I mean, the Dolphins have really no chance. I think that narrative's a real thing. And there's something about this team, and I've watched some of Hard Knocks, not all of it, they're a fun-loving bunch, and I don't want to knock them for that. To me, they also feel like a front-running bunch. They also feel like a group that when things are going perfect, they're trash-talking, they're in-zone dancing, they're doing all of those different things. But when adversity hits or they're in a really close game, which they've only been in a few times, it doesn't feel like they've got that intestinal fortitude, and I use an old Gordon Soley wrestling term there, to come up and get a victory. So, yeah, that, I think that narrative's real, and the only way you change that is January football. Win in Kansas City, nobody's going to give a damn that you lost to Philadelphia back in October. But if you lose in Kansas City and you don't win a playoff game after this season, was the season a bust? Absolutely. Uh, I don't buy into what Giannis Antetokounmpo said after the Milwaukee Bucks lost to the Heat in the opening round and, and talked about building blocks and there's no such things in failures. You have this team with this offense talking about leading passer in the NFL and Tua, leading touchdown on the ground in Raheem Mostert, leading receiver in Tyree Kill, all the things you had on the defensive side of the ball, trading all the picks to go get pieces. You don't win a playoff game. I'm not saying Mike McDaniel should be fired. Not at all, because I think the guy's a great coach. But my goodness, you go into the offseason and go, something has to change. And it would be an unmitigated disaster. And yes, I would call it a failure and a bust if you can't win at least one playoff game. And, John, you, do you think the retirement community that we signed this week and Bruce Irvin and <laughs> Justin Houston, like, do you, do you really – and I understand that Jalen Phillips is out and then – now, you know, we watched Melvin Ingram cover a tight end in the, in the <laughs> Buffalo game, which was just ridiculous. But do you think that Bruce Irvin, Justin Houston, do you think these old-ass dudes that I played with and I've been retired 13 years, do you think they make an impact? Yeah, an impact for Kansas City. What, what, there's a reason Justin Houston hadn't been signed anywhere. I mean, there are pass rush starved teams around the National Football League. Guys sit on the couch when they can no longer play. Channing, I'm going to be real. You could have covered Dalton Kincaid right now, fresh out the radio chair, better than Melvin Ingram could cover him down the field. And Vic Fangio should have been punched in the cods for even setting up a defense where Melvin Ingram is dropping into coverage at any point in time. Uh, It's going to be tough to generate pass rush. And this is where you almost want Josh Boyer back where you say, fine, we'll go zero coverage and send seven people because you got to do something to affect Patrick Mahomes. If he can sit back there and have a sandwich, I don't give a damn if we're playing in a tornado. He's going to be able to go out there and throw the football and find some open players. I hate it. I mean, that's the part that frustrates me as a Finn fan. Bradley Chubb was having a great year. Jalen Phillips was having a really good year. Andrew Van Ginkle had earned himself a big old payday with the way that he played. And now to go into the most important game of the year, and none of them are going to play football this week. Justin Houston, uh, go find the, uh, the fountain of youth. Go find something. Find the uh, DeLorean that Marty McFly drove in and see if you could turn back the clock 10 years and we could get some of what you used to be able to do. One of the things I love about John Michaels, he is a passionate fan. I like passionate fans. He's a passionate Hurricanes fan. He will do anything for his Miami Hurricanes. The wind chill is going to be minus 
30 degrees Saturday night in Kansas City. <laughs> would you subject yourself to sitting outside rooting on your favorite team in a playoff game, but it means sitting outside in the conditions that they're going to see Saturday night? I am now what they like to call a bougie-ass fan. The answer is not only no, but hell no. And I'll tell you why. When I did radio for the Falcons two years in a row, we got the lucky draw of the NFL sending us to Green Bay in December. The first game I was there, kickoff, it was minus seven degrees. Now, for the first quarter, it was awesome. I'm a South Florida kid, and I'm living a dream. I'm walking around Lambeau Field, and I was layered up. I literally looked like I was about to rob a liquor store. Multiple ski masks. Um, I had parkas. I had boots. I could have tucked a shotgun underneath everything that I had on there. But by the middle of the second quarter, I couldn't feel my feet. I couldn't feel my hands. My eyes hurt. The snot on my face was now sticking to the ski mask. So now I've got <laughs> snot plastered to the, the front of my face. Me and Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel was now a bench player for the Falcons. I'm not supposed to, like, you know there's that yellow line that is where the media and the photographers are not supposed to cross. I didn't give a damn. I had to get where that heater was, and me and Asante Samuel became way too close for comfort because I needed heat. <laughs> they had no soup. In the fourth quarter, my equipment froze. Like, literally, my broadcast box and microphone froze up. And thank goodness, West Durham and Dave Archer, God bless both of them. They go, John, there, there's nothing else you can do down there. Please come upstairs. <laughs> and I just wanted to bundle up somewhere. So I love the Canes. Maybe if they're playing for a national title, even then, no. I got to find a box to sit in. I need some Mark Hockman money. I don't know what I could do, but I ain't sitting in minus 10. Hey, listen, Mark Hockman would uh, switch uh, uh, scenarios with you in a second. I would love to cuddle with Asante Samuel, watch a football game. <laughs> Sounds delightful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you, because we're going to run out of time. What's more seismic? Bill Belichick no longer being coach of the Patriots or Nick Saban no longer being coach of Alabama? It's Nick Saban, and I don't think it's particularly close. Bill Belichick, we've sort of seen the writing on the wall. Uh, Tom Brady being gone has sort of exposed that maybe he wasn't as genius as we thought he was. Nick Saban was just in a playoff game and lost in overtime. And you're going to it, – it, the thing with the Nick Saban deal, it's not only going to be him leaving Alabama, it's going to be who leaves their job to replace him and then leave, who leaves that job to replace the guy that had to replace Nick Saban. There's going to be a domino effect in college football that's going to be felt. For Mario Cristobal, and you know I'll tie anything back to Miami, now you can close South Florida even more because Nick Saban's not coming down there with his damn three-finger handshake trying to pillage and plunder all of the great high school recruits out of South Florida. And I, I even said, we were talking about it earlier, John, where I don't think Nick Saban's done. I don't, I don't think he goes back into head coaching, but he's going to be a consultant somewhere. He's going to coach somewhere else. I really think Nick Saban is going to get back into it. But Belichick, and you're up in Atlanta, John, like Atlanta's job is open. Is Belichick a, a coveted head coach right now, being in Atlanta and seeing that there is a vacancy there? Yeah, I, I think for the Atlanta brass, the answer is yes. I did a Twitter poll on our show today, and 80% of Falcon fans said no. They want no parts of Bill Belichick. Now, 
uh, would he make the Falcons better? I think so, because they've got young talent that has not been used right, and they would probably go find a way to trade for a quarterback, whether it's Russell Wilson, sign one in Kirk Cousins, maybe sign one like Kirk Cousins and then draft a replacement as well. And I think Belichick in this terrible division gets them into the playoffs. I just don't know if I want to hire a coach who's 71 years old, about to be 72, and then three years from now or four years from now be going through the exact same thing. I'd like to find one of these young guys, although that's kind of a crapshoot, to figure out which young guy actually can be a good coach and move on that way. Where did that music come from? Is that Are you playing, no are you playing John Michaels off, Solana? I'm not. That uh, surprised me as well. John, I would never. So what happened? <laughs> Did you make a mistake? I thought it was like Showtime at the Apollo, and the and the guy. The That's guy what I thought. The, 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 the Sandman, isn't that the Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> what what happened there, Solana? I just had uh, a random CBS Sports page open, and it just started firing off an ad. So I, I apologize, John. I got you. All right. <laughs> I'm just curious. I I was curious if you were going to say I made a mistake or if there was going to be an explanation that was obviously a mistake, but but you trying to explain it away. But so you had a pot open that shouldn't have been shouldn't have been making any noise. So it's not really on you. No, this is definitely not on me. The the pot has to be open for Crowder. uh, But I just had a random uh, CBS ad on and it fired off. No, CBS wait a second. Wait a second. Now, wait a second. So the pot was open, and then the CBS ad fired off. How were you able to get rid of the CBS ad but not Crowder? Because I just exited out of the the article da, da, that I had. Da, 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 uh, da, da. Feels like maybe this was your fault, that you fired off something. <laughs> no, I had a CBS article open about the Dolphins, <laughs> okay, and an so ad you, uh, fired I off. got you. So you opened a window on your computer that shares the same pot with Crowder. Correct. And you didn't have your computer muted. And you allowed uh, an ad. While we're <laughs> while we're doing the conversation with John Michaels, you were scrolling the internet looking for what? Vacation spots? <laughs> definitely well, not look, definitely not tickets at Kansas City, John, I can tell you that. <laughs> No, well, it's good because while he was doing scrolling, Mark, I was doing scrolling as well, and I was looking. This is for Channing. I ran into Ronnie Brown at Michael Harris's Celebrity Baseball Tournament, or excuse me, Celebrity Bowling Event about a month ago, and I and talking to Ronnie, I know he had played with you, and I said, oh, are you good friends with Channing? He goes, oh, that's my boy. I said, I go on with Hawk and Crowder all the time, and he said, the next time you're on there, ask Channing about the brown bathing suit. So we got to get to the bottom of something with a brown bathing suit. <laughs> Ronnie is not worth a damn. Fire up that sound again, Solana. I don't think that we want to hear this story on the air. I will tell you the brown bathing suit story uh-huh. because Ronnie, Ronnie threw me. So we used to, we used to, me and Ronnie are like, we're tight. We got drafted together. That's my ace, my homeboy. He's come on the show a number of times. We're actually, uh, he came down recently. He was at the house and his kids, my son and his son are a year apart. Like our families are just love each other. But back in the day when we were younger and we went to Vegas with Joey Porter, or it might've been before that, we went to Vegas and let's say I might've been a bit inebriated. But we went to one of these day parties at one of those, you know, the, what was it? The Hard Rock had that big day party oh, yeah. and uh, all the DJs went. So 
I got a woman, you know, a girl, and I thought she was bad because the Hennessy had had I had Hennessy goggles on. <laughs> and so me and this girl with this brown bathing suit were together all day. Like then me and Ronnie met up after the party. We went and got washed, you know, went and washed and got ready to party that night. And Ronnie kept telling me, he's like, bro, you hanging out with the brown bathing suit girl? You're like, I was like you're like shallow hell. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, man. She says she you know, she she gonna meet us at the club. And Ronnie's looking at me like, why is she meeting us at the club? And I was like, no, man, that's my that's my girl, man. You know what I'm I got me one. I found me one. I just me jealous. One. Yeah, Ronnie was jealous of me because I found me a bad one. And mm-hmm. then I sobered up throughout the day. <laughs> and then we went to the club that night. And then a girl walked up to our section. She was like, hey, Channing. And I kind of waved at her like, hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Yeah, go Dolphins. <laughs> and she was like, no, it's Melissa. And I was like, Melissa who? Wait, this is like Friday? Like this is Janet Jackson? Once I got about a half like a gallon. Freddie Jackson. <laughs> I was saying, I thought I had Janet, and then in the club, Freddie walked up, talk, uh, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? Go Dolphins. That's great. And then Ronnie thinks it's the funniest thing in the world that now when I saw her without my goggles on, I was like, uh-uh, you can't come up here. Uh-uh. No, 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 like Chris you Tucker. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. You can't come up here. Yeah, that, that was the brown bathing suit, and yes, she was, oh, uh, she was a strong She was a strong uh, 1.1 <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> Oh, the best part is he said, go Dolphins. <laughs> strong one. She was a strong oh, one. That was, strong one. That was worse, Solana firing the commercial than the ad, so I could find the story that I was looking for. She was a Miami one, but she was a Des Moines three. <laughs> All right, John Michaels, 680 The Fan in Atlanta. I'm on Twitter, John Michaels U. Thank you, as always, John. All right, thanks, guys. There you go, John Michaels. What a delightful story that was. I thought Ronnie Brown was going to tell him to tell you about the uh, the bowling, the one, uh, what was it, the seven ten split story. Well, that was an even better story, the brown bathing suit story. <laughs> Ronnie ain't much. worth a damn. Love that. That's an excellent <laughs> story. All right, um, yeah, seismic changes in the world of football with Saban and Belichick being gone. We will continue on. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. You may have heard of this guy, Lionel Messi. They call him La Pulga. Mm-hmm. The octopus. Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.